Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast brought to you by Huey Insurance. We have a 95% customer satisfaction rating. Now that's an impressive stat. For a better insurance experience, think Huey. NRL Fantasy Podcast time. Once again, round 14 teams have landed. Chris Kennedy in the studio with Don Brock to talk through all the changes. Uh, Don, was a dusty old week on the weekend. How did you fare? Uh, yeah, not very well. My team was pretty diabolical last weekend, but uh, yeah, best not focus on last week. Look to the future, CK. <laughs> stay, I like it. Stay optimistic. Look round 14 ahead, is here. Not backwards. That's not looking too great either, but let's get diving straight into some team lists. Uh, it starts off with the Raiders against the Sharks. I'm really interested to see this one, actually, mm. the Thursday night game. It's probably close to the match of the round, if not. Um, Raiders were really good against the Tigers on the weekend. Sharks were really good against the Eels on the weekend. Two informed teams. Um, a few changes, possibly. Raiders, I think, are unchanged, um, with just a few little tweaks between the, the bench and the starting yep. lineup now that they've rested their origin players. Um, what's your take on the green machine? I mean, John Bateman's the big one, I guess. He's uh, come back and been as good as always in the last couple of weeks. Um, his price hasn't dropped like some were hoping for, so he's a buy whenever you can afford him. Um, Havili's still making a little bit of cash as starting hooker. Yep. He starts again this week. No Hodgson once more, so good for Havili owners. Um, uh, Jack Whiten's a weird one. He's, his scoring's been really good recently. I haven't considered him really at all yeah. this year, but... Um, you know, as a he's available, he's like Ponga, he's available at, at the back and in the halves, uh, scoring close to 50 points a game. So, if you want a real left field option that's not as safe as Kalen Ponga, he's he's an interesting one. Mm, probably not, I mean, middle of origin period when he's in the Blues squad's not the sure. best time, but, but he's um, not going to play that many minutes per game unless the yeah. Blues make some dramatic changes for game two. Yeah, interesting one at best. Um, pretty much covers off on the Raiders. Let's have a look at the Sharks. Still no Sean Johnson, who is once again in the reserves list, could theoretically come back and uh, bump um, young Flanagan out of the halves, who it's starting to look like I may have sold him a little bit Mm. earlier than I should have. Um, Bronson Sherry, that side switch absolutely paid dividends. I know that Eels right edge defence was a a schmozzle. He certainly benefited from the um, return of Wade Graham. Now with um, Josh Morris back from an origin resting, I'm probably expecting... Josh to stay on the right and Bronson to stay on the left. Josh can play both sides just as well. And it looks like that Sherry Wade Graham um, in its early stages combination looking pretty good. Yeah, definitely. Sherry's played a fair bit of the left in his younger days as well. So, um, yeah, that probably suits them. I mean, it was an instant success, those two, him and Graham. Um, as you say, the Eels, you know, their defence isn't quite up to the level of, you know, teams like the Raiders necessarily. So it might not happen again this week. But um, yeah, surely the Sharks are going to keep trying it in the short term at least. Um, yeah, so that means Sherry is going to make a lot of fast money in the next few weeks. Um, people were talking about, you know, is him becoming a keeper based on that one game. Who knows? Um, he's still not quite on the level of Nakora or Bateman in the centres, but if he keeps hitting 40s, let alone the odd 60 and 70, then, yeah. uh, then definitely in the conversation. At the very least, he's a hold for, for a while now for those who have him. I think we've been saying on this very podcast and elsewhere for pretty much all season that when Wade Graham comes back, Wade Graham, the left side forward, (laughs) and Britton Nakora, the right side forward, both who are playing well, will be on the field at the same time. And Kurt Capewell, who's a utility forward slash centre slash winger, will be the guy who makes way. It's really fired you up this one, hasn't it? You've got (laughs) so so many questions about it. It would appear that that was correct in its uh, early stages. 
Um, so never fear about Britton Okora. Although his scoring wasn't amazing on the weekend, his uh, minutes don't appear to be in too much doubt. For those who have Flanagan, do you, what are the chances of Johnson coming back this week, do you think? They do have, I mean, there's a bye week next week. In effect, there's rep round. So if they rest Johnson one more week, he effectively gets two more weeks rest to come out, come back from his injury. Do you think they'll do that with Flanagan playing well, Sharks playing well? Yeah, I or, mean, it would depend how Johnson's going. Sure. Uh, reportedly, he was close two games ago so yeah. it's yeah he's gonna they want him back I know Flanagan's going well but if you could have Flanagan or Sean Johnson at this point in time you'd, you'd still take Sean Johnson remember how well his combination was going with Nakora and hopefully if uh, if Johnson does come back then Nakora's uh, scoring gets a yeah, bit of a boost sure. as well um, but I think that's certainly going to be the um, the plan once Johnson's 100%. You just don't want to rush blokes back from, from hammies. We saw Tommy Turbo sort of retweak his yep. and, and a few have taken. You know, Braden Burns has had a few setbacks, so it's a, a tricky one to manage. Um, pretty much covers us off. The feeder obviously just scores well. Have him in your team. Plays round 16 as well, which is uh, very nice. Yep. Uh, second game is the Titans up against the Warriors. Um, Jesse Arthur's couple mm. of 40-plus scores without a try at a few busts two weeks ago and then a try assist on the weekend. Still uh, reasonably cheap at just over 300k negative break-even. Um, Pete's returned to the starting side last week, so Mitch Rain's an urgent sell. Um, they're the main talking points, I think. Yeah, Bryce Cartwright's back in the starting team. He had the flu last week. Waiting, yeah. Um, that's pretty much it. Arthur's is an interesting one. Got dual position status a couple of weeks ago, I think. Um, yep. And yeah, scores in the 40s with no tries is, is pretty encouraging. It's kind of it's what Isan Masters had last year when he was the best centre in fantasy, so I don't know if he's going to do that on a regular basis, but so far the signs are good, just that awkward price, about 300 grand, so not super cheap, but he's got more money to make at this point if you're looking for a new cash cow. Yep, uh, Proctor and Hipgrave both out, one with a fractured eye socket and Hipgrave, I, th- I think, a one-week suspension, so hence... It's not like him. <laughs> surprising, I know. It's not his go. Yeah. Uh, Cartwright and Peachy, the new starting second-row combination. I uh, had a few questions about Mo Fodawaka, um, who's now, I think, just over 50 average the last three games. Um, Shannon Boyd returns to the team on the interchange um, Jaira obviously going through an origin campaign, but um, putting together some half-decent scores. Yeah, Arrow still got 44 last week, backing up from origin, which is fine, a lot better than a few other players who backed up from origin. So nothing to be too uh, worried about there. They take on the Warriors. Roger Tuovasa-Shek's price is plummeting, but it's now to the point where you don't really want to buy him because he's only had what one good and one OK score this in the it. past four or five weeks. So He started the season fantastic, I think. Mm. Uh, but been very quiet recently. Um, what do you get? 28 in the weekend. Uh, I think 15 the game before against. Um, who's that? Was that Storm? Yeah. Oh, no, Storm was this week. Storm was last week, yeah. Um, Brisbane, there was the week before. That's right. So, But the game before that, he got 59 without a try. He started the year with, you know, two 59s, so 66, 79. That's all in the first five rounds. So if he can get back to something like that then he's an absolute steal. What is he now? Just under 600 grand. But yeah. you probably, as you say, want to see some evidence he's going to do it first before you buy him. Um, the Titans are a team that you would have thought a week ago this would be one of those games where the Warriors could rack up some points and he could score well, but they're coming off a very good win against Brisbane, the Titans. So mm. who knows? Um, yeah, probably want to wait and see again. He's, he's going to play round 16, I think, the Warriors play that by round. So. Yeah. He'll be handy to have if he does get his groove back, but 
a little bit risky at this point. Yeah, I agree. Not much else doing really there. Patrick Herbert comes back after a week off with a quad strain for those that are running him as a cash cow. Uh, second Friday game, the Cowboys take on West's Tigers. Um, any interest in the Cowboys team? Jason Tamalolo is probably still the, the main man and that not much else of, of too much interest. I think that's it. There's a few injuries in the forwards. Um, Dunn and Jordan McLean are out, but yeah, doesn't really change much fantasy-wise. I mean, if anything, Tamalolo, could he score even more than he has been recently with no Jordan McLean? Who knows? Um, Michael Morgan only got 30-odd at fullback last mm. week. Played well, just didn't score well, so... If you've still got him for whatever reason, I, I think it's time to upgrade, if you can. Yeah, uh, I think that's pretty much it for the uh, the Cowboys. They take on West Tigers, who are extremely disappointing uh, in their home stadium Bankwest debut. Um, talking points here, there's not really too much doing. Ryan Madison's in really good form. Yeah, he's, that's true. His average is up to 40, sorry, 54.8 or something, mm. so... If you got him at the start, he's turning out to be a keeper. Um, Robbie Farrow probably isn't. Another game where he didn't play 80 minutes, scored 46, uh, which is all right, but that the trend is that he's going to get more 40s than 50s. So, as we've said in recent weeks, he's a he's a trade, I think. Mm, probably, I mean, Ryan Madison at this stage is a you know, buy round cover for round 16, but he was 18th man for, for New South Wales mm. in game one, so potentially not too far away from a yep, true. a Blues call-up, so a bit of a risky um, trade-in for, for buy round coverage there. One good thing is that he makes bags of tackles, but when they, you know, they didn't attack very well against um, Canberra on the weekend. When they do, he's a guy who can rack up a few try assists as well with his ball-playing skills, so a bit of a an all-rounder there. The Storm host the Knights on Saturday afternoon. Um, they just keep finding a way to get it done um, week in, week out. Fantasy-wise, Cameron Smith back to his old ways, 76. I think it was the top well, top scorer of the likely captaincy option, certainly, and yeah. maybe the third top scorer the, the weekend, last weekend. So really good game from him. Um, Ryan Pappenhausen still can't get the minutes to kick on from those, uh, I think it was two sort of consecutive good games a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, do we think that's going to change? Is this... Interesting thing, the Storm were in the same situation they were last year, seemingly, where they were getting the wins, playing well, but Brodie Croft was kind of struggling. Mm. And last year they gave Hughes the halfback um, spot for a while. Hughes had a great game on the weekend. Um, and if they do that this time, Pappenheisen's the guy who's going to come in and presumably score well, but it hasn't happened again in, in these team lists today. What do you reckon? Well, I mean, certainly anyone who took a punt on Ryan Pappenheisen's hoping that that's the case. They did look... Probably for me better with Hughes at mm. at seven and Pappenheisen at one than with Croft. Uh, I'm not really sure what they do with Croft. He's sort of been the the Kronk heir apparent for a, a few years yeah. and hasn't quite kicked on. It's that awkward thing. He's the kind of organising halfback that theoretically they want. Mm. Um, I guess you know the best version of him is what they want to be their long term halfback. But he hasn't really had that consistency yet. He's had you know really good patches once in a while for the last few years really, but. Um, hasn't strung them together, whereas Hughes isn't really a typical halfback, but um, really good instinctive player, can cover a lot of positions and in really good form. So, yeah, they, they could mix it up. They did last year, then they brought Croft back at the end of the season, so who knows? At the moment, they're quite happy to you know, roll with whatever works and keep getting the wins. You'd probably get away with Hughes at seven and Munster at six while you've still got Cam Smith exactly. at nine, but he's not going to play forever. 
yeah. at some point they're going to, well, he's going to retire and they need a real organiser. If Brandon Smith's the heir apparent there, then I don't think you can have Brandon Smith at nine with Jerome and Munster. Yeah, exactly. In the halves. He's probably just missing a bit of organising in that case. So, anyway, wait and see. The Knights um, have brought Callum Ponga back. He got a, um, a post origin rest. It was only about 48 hours after origin, so no surprises there. Um, he was extremely good in that game. I think uh, would have been about a 65 ish fantasy score. Um, in that game, a couple of tri-assists. Um, Clemmer obviously going to be missing for a few weeks after fracturing his wrist in the same game. Um, Mitchell Pearce a little bit quiet. His first sub-50 in his first non-tri-scoring game for quite a while. Um, but probably not too much to stress about uh, Connor Watson putting in some scores at number nine. Yeah, Connor Watson, 83 in that game, which is huge. I think there's questions about him again this week. Uh, he's, a, he's a weird one because he's dual position, um, reasonably cheap for those kind of scores. But it's hard to know if it's going to happen. He hasn't been a really consistent scorer probably ever. And, you know, in a few weeks when Danny Levi's back, does Watson go back to the bench or, or what? Um, if you buy him now, you're probably looking for him as a cut-price keeper, if anything. Mm. He's not really cash cow money. So, yeah, you want to be confident he's going to keep a starting spot somewhere. But, yeah, playing well at the moment. Um, yeah, Pong is a massive in. Uh, pretty much everyone has him who's doing well in fantasy this year. Uh, covers both positions, and a lot of people were left short without him mm. last week. Uh, and as you say, Pierce, I think he'll be fine. Um, it wasn't just he didn't score a try, but his kick meters were down a bit. Um, his running game wasn't quite what it usually is. He didn't have any tackle breaks. Yeah. And they didn't really need him to. They got the win anyway. So uh, expect those, you know, one or two of those stats to improve this week. So he should get at least 40 odd, I would guess, even yeah. if the Knights are on the losing end of this game. Even through that try scoring one, he was averaging over 50, even if you took out the tries, I'm yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, he was 60s and, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Bunnies and the Panthers on Saturday afternoon. Um, Souths still with some um, some injury dramas, but they do get Cody Walker back um, after his post-origin rest. Um, Connor Tracy is the one to drop out. I think we pretty much said that last yep. week, that Tracy was likely the, the sixth replacement, the Cody Walker replacement, and Adam Dewey, the, um, the Adam Reynolds replacement, with Reynolds still a couple of weeks off with that um, fracture in his back. Um, so Tracy misses out. Dewey stays alongside Cody Walker. Um, Cole Turner back from injury pushes Dan Gagai back out to a wing. Um, they're missing Sam Burgess, who probably should have been sold by now anyway, but he's got a couple of weeks off um, with a shoulder clean out. Tom Burgess um, also, I think, is both injured and suspended at the mm-hmm. moment, so he's gone. A few changes in the pack. Uh, Tom Amone, who caused a few ripples in the preseason, big work rate, um, playing reserve grade, gets his uh, debut on the bench. Yeah, he's one to watch out for, I suppose. I wouldn't be rushing in any uh, bench, no. you know, rookie props right now. Um, Damien Cook only got 29 in that game on Friday. We were pretty surprised that he actually played at all, I think, two days after Origin. Mm. Uh, he played decent minutes, about 70 minutes as well. Uh, he just wasn't anywhere near his, his effective best. Didn't make heaps of tackles, but also didn't make those kind of line breaks, tackle breaks, yeah. tri-assists, whatever. The Knights shut him down pretty effectively. Um you know, understandable that he'd be a little tired after playing 80 in the uh, in Origin two days earlier, so he should bounce back. Uh, is in your team? Will you be making Damien Cook your captain this week? I was actually looking at that this afternoon when I was contemplating my trades and whether I take the the, the captaincy away from Jason Tamalolo, who's mm-hmm. been doing a great job the last couple of weeks, and I've also got Cam Smith there as well. So it's a bit of a three-way conundrum um, for the captaincy, whether you go straight back to Cook, who's sort of been the most you know, reliable yeah. through the season. Not that I've had him the whole season, but he's been the, the most reliable um, for those that have had him. So 
yeah, decisions. It's, it's a funny one because you can really you can write off that twenty nine. Um, you know, justified by the origin backup factor, but when you look at the 29 and give him the captaincy, it, it does kind of spook you a bit when you do <laughs> yeah. have Smith with his 76 and Tomalolo yeah. 71 or whatever. So, yeah, uh, it'd be interesting to see how many people do, you know, gamble, I guess, on Cook mm. this week. As you say, before last week, he was the top scorer in the whole game, so still should be safe, but mm. we'll wait and see. At this stage, I think I'm going to just stick with Tamalolo. Like, he's not you know, his work rate's not going to go down now that McLean's yeah. injured as well. So he should be pretty reliable. Um, anyway, let's have a look at the Panthers, who've um, certainly had some youngsters come into the team um, this year and, and the last month or so in particular. Um, Brent Naden, uh, a lot of demerits last week, but also a debut try um, has been named again. Brian Toll, the young winger, um, getting plenty of busts and, and run meters week to week. Um, he's a possible lower-end cash cow option again this week. And Mitch Kenny, freshly promoted to the, the top 30 for the rest of the season, uh, starts again at hooker, although his uh, missed tackles cancelled out um, his you know good stats. And I think he ended up without 32 on the weekend. Yeah, so... 32 is not you know an amazing score, but he's still a starting hooker. Three ten grand is very cheap for that kind of player. Um, as you say, that it was a late kind of shuffle to get him into that top 30 last week, uh, which is very good signs, especially if you gambled on him early on. Right now, he's kind of slightly awkward price, but probably has a lot of money in him if he cleans out, or, you know, cuts out some of those missed tackles. Um, otherwise, the halves did pretty well last week. Maloney was better than Cleary, but Cleary still got 45, yep. which is solid. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. I think that is about it. Uh, Eels and the Broncos uh, at Bankwest Stadium on Saturday night. Eels have got a few tweaks. Jamin Salmon comes back to replace Will Smith in the halves. Um, Tepoi Moiroa has been dropped to reserve grade. Nathan Brown, um, having got through his injury return last week, is back in the starting side. Ray Stone also back into the um, NRL 17. Um, they weren't very good against Cronulla. Um, Mike Sivo managed 37 on the back of, um, you know, he just keeps finding a way to, to score tries, but with a highish break even, he's probably just about a sell. Um, Reed Marnie, very quiet as well, was quite disappointing. Yeah, a lot of missed tackles for Reed Marnie. He got 35. I think he still made 45 tackles or something like mm. he always does, but um, the misses hurt him quite a bit. Um, Mitch Moses got 55, a few assists, I think. Must have been the late flurry when the Eels scored yeah. a few uh, points uh, in junk time when the game was pretty much decided. But still, he's he's getting some fairly consistent fantasy scores, um, which is you know unusual for him. Um, Nathan Brown starting again should help them a lot. He's been a fantasy gun in the past. He's mm. been a non-factor this year, obviously being injured and then off the bench. Uh, could be a bit of a you know, left field point of difference option in the run home, perhaps. Yeah, certainly one to watch. He's been a, you know, walk up 50 plus average in the in the past and could get a bit of a price dip coming back from injury and then available at a discount possibly in a couple of weeks. Yep. Uh, they take on Brisbane. Um, Thomas Dearden hurt a lot of us last week, went off with an ankle injury with his score on zero, which um, not only shut down his price rises, but he's out for about five weeks um, due to that. Uh, surgery on his torn syndesmosis so Sean O'Sullivan comes in now uh, he's only played one game but unfortunately he's quite expensive because mm-hmm. he's one game for the Roosters last year he scored a try and had a I think from memory is about a 60 60 plus score so he's not any sort of a cash cow unfortunately yeah that is a pity it's not as much of a pity as did and zero was <laughs> weekend. Um, 
Yeah, really tough one. And the five weeks out minimum, it sounds like, for Dearden means mm. you can't really afford to hold him that time. I mean, if you did, he comes back in, what, round 18 or something when you want to have your best 17 together uh, and waiting for cash cows is, you know, it's getting a bit late for that. So he's unfortunately a sell. Uh, at some point, you could use him as a, you know, loophole kind yeah. of option in the next couple I mean, of weeks. It's but not like he's taking up 800 grand of salary cap exactly. or whatever, so he's not an urgent sell. But Yeah, but um, a sell at some point. Um, Payne Haas, backing yeah. up from Origin, played more minutes than we were expecting in Origin. Mm. Didn't matter, still absolutely smashed it for the Broncos, 65. Um, he's one of those guys that doesn't really talk about as a captaincy option, but he, he's right up there with you know the Tamalolos, I think. Yeah, it's a, a very long time now since he's scored below 50 in his minutes. Uh, been fantastic. And even with slightly lower minutes last weekend, backing up from Origin, mm. he still pumped out 65 at, at better than a PPM, which is great signs for him um, as a potential captaincy option. Andrew McCulloch's still on the bench as well has been interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, it's we we're sort of joking that does McCulloch get back in the team? Yeah, because um, they they sort of turned a corner around the time that he got injured. Um, at this point, he's keeping Seguiaro in the reserves, which is good news for Jake Turpin. If anyone jumped on him, his, mm-hmm. his score's still improving. The early injury to um, Tom Dearden meant that McCulloch came on at hooker and Turpin ended up in the halves for most of the game, but he's still scraping together some price rises. Um, Yep, <laughs> that's all I got. Yep, uh, Seagulls and the Dragons on Sunday afternoon at Lotto Land. Uh, Tom Travojevic got through his injury return. Um, quite a few errors there. wasn't a great score, but could potentially round out a gun wing fullback back three. Um, although he's probably going to get called back into Origin, so no rush to jump on him. Um, their props are going really well. Um, DCE backed up from Origin with a solid rather than spectacular score as well. Yeah, DCE and Turbo are the two you're kind of waiting on to for their prices to drop. Um, DCE's was had a monstrous price, so even with some okay scores, he was going to drop a lot in the mm-hmm. next few weeks. Uh, as you say, they'll both probably play the other two Origin games. I'd be very surprised if... Tom Trevojevic isn't in the Blues team for game two. Um, what did he get? 28 points, even though he did get two tries. So he had a few errors, was a bit rusty, but still um, you know, shows what he can do. So, yeah, I think he'll be one of those gun winger fullbacks in the run home, but no need to rush them in just yet. Jake's still going great as well. Yeah, back to what origin, a machine. 71 yeah. backing up from a, a huge night in origin and just churning through the, the stats again. Awesome player. Um, Cade Cust worth talking about. He, there was a lot of uncertainty over mm. whether he was going to stay in the team. Obviously, they got Croker and LG, and then they had DC to come back, who's missed about a month with injury. It looks like Cust has jumped ahead of all the other contenders to, to be the Cherry Evans partner moving forward. Yeah, so his break even's uh, minus three. He's averaging 43. He got 43 in the weekend. Uh, that's all very good numbers. Um, I still don't know if he can 100% guarantee he's going to be DC's halves partner for the rest of the season. LG was quite good with his mm. chances for the most part but um, yeah very promising sign so far I don't know how many people just under 5% of, of teams have got cussed which is mm. you know decent number but still pretty low so yeah if you've missed him though he's getting up towards 400 grand yeah, again that awkward kind of definitely now or never and he's a long way from a, a must buy but yeah. with not too many good cheapies floating around he's an option Certainly. Just saying he's an option, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, and he's only 40 grand more than Dearden, who has to go at some point. So mm. it could be a, a bit of a sideways yeah. move and, and keep going where Dearden left off. Potentially. Uh, Dragons were pretty good um, against the Bulldogs on Queen's birthday, Monday, public holiday. Um, a few handy scores there. Um, 
Lomax finally mm. uh, hit form. I get to play the Bulldogs every week, but uh, what was it six goals from six attempts and a try and some, some good attacking numbers. Yeah, some breaks. Um, McInnes played 80 minutes. They basically had no injuries with Reese Robson on the bench. McInnes played 80, Robson played 40, so maybe he is a bit safer than what I was worried about. Yeah, we've been speculating about minutes, uh, mm. yeah, minutes for McInnes, but uh, yeah, he hasn't played less than 80 for a long time, even with a bench hooker, so he looks pretty safe. He does look pretty safe. Uh, ben Hunt, a big score. He's sort of sneaky, one of the, the better halves in fantasy um, this year. Again, during Origins, probably not the time to buy him, but he's been quite reliable. Yeah, pretty good effort him backing up as well. We, yeah. You don't really talk about halves backing up that much, but he did make 53 tackles at hooker for uh, Queensland uh, in Origin 1. So 54 points a game for him. He got 70 in that game. Yeah, he's, he's certainly another one that's, that's in the mix I mean, he's not cheaper than other guys. It's, it's really just a point of difference by if you want to get him. And as you say, he'll play two more Origin games. Yep. Um, the Roosters take on the Bulldogs. Roosters actually starting to get to the point where they really need a, a win after a few losses. Um, won't get a better chance. They've got, I think, pretty much everyone from Origin back now. Um, Latrell Mitchell comes back in. Angus Crichton comes back in after they were arrested. Um, Fantasy-wise, Tedesco was on track for 100 and then didn't do anything yeah, in the second half. He was amazing so. in the first half, 50 points by halftime, and then was just exhausted after that. He looked a bit exhausted even before halftime, I think, mm. and then did very little, maybe four points in the second half. So he should hopefully improve. Um, we assume they all play this time. They'll probably rest a couple of players, probably Tedesco and Cordner after one of the other Origin games. They'll definitely get a rest at some point, yeah. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, yeah, Tedesco is probably the one to have in that team. Yeah. But Charles pretty popular, as we've mentioned, but riskier. Drew Hutchison probably has three yep. or four more games till Kiri gets back. I think at 25-ish on the weekend. So Not, not a huge score. Him. You want some more points, but uh, he's still very cheap. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's about the end for the Roosters, I think. Bulldogs. Um, Dallin White-Tenny-Zelezniak, as expected, makes his club debut at centre. Um, so Nick Meaney's still the fullback. Uh, Jack Cogger's still partnering for and in the halves. Aidan Tolman, I think, is probably a sell. You're probably not as... I'm a little warmer on the idea of keeping Tolman, but, um, yeah, so that 33, is that what he got last week? Yeah. Uh, is not great. Um, he's only got two scores under 40 all year, I think. Mm. Um, and before the 33, he had two scores in the high... He had 47, 43, 33 is his last three games, which is not great. But before that, he had 64, he had a 50, um, a bunch of 50s and a 60 when playing pretty big minutes. I guess the question is, with Napa now back regularly, how often is Tolman going to get those 65-minute games, which he pretty much needs? His scoring is... What it forty tackles and hundred and something meters is how he gets his yeah. big scores. He has to have no misses. He doesn't really get tackle breaks. Doesn't really offload. So he needs big minutes. If you don't expect the minutes to stay up, then I guess he's going to get some more low scores. Um, yeah, I don't think he's a must sell by any means. Um, at the very least, he'd be a handy eighteenth man going forward. But if you can't afford to keep someone at his price, not in your starting 17, then, yeah, could be a trade. I mean, for me, most of his big scores have come either with Napper out or even more likely with one of their forwards injured. Um, during the which game. Which sort of pressures yeah. on the, you know, yeah, during the game, which pressures the bench and forces everyone else into more minutes. He's, what, 60, 70 grand more than he started, so you've made a little bit of a profit. He's gone better than I expected, really, but break even up in the 60s now, he's going to start coming back down again, so... Thinking I might jump off while the uh, the going's good. Fair enough. 
That brings us to the end of the team changes. Shall we take some questions? Do we have a few questions? There are a few questions. There's quite a few questions. Um, start with Paul Burns. Do I hold David Clemmer and Tom Dearden? Um, is Sivo to Turbo worth it? And Brian Toto, a mid-season cash cow. I would probably be selling Clemmer and Dearden. Yep. Dearden less urgently because he holds less money. Clemmer's scores have been on the wane since Knights mm. started scoring lots of tries. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, take take the injury as um, you know further evidence. It's time to jump off, as as you said. Um, yeah, tackles were a big part of his really high scoring in the first half of the year or first quarter of the year. And uh, yeah, some Knights winning is not good for Clemmer's scoring. So sell him, Dearden. Yeah, sell at some point in the next few weeks, whenever's convenient. I guess. Uh, to Turbo worth it? Would you do it this round? I would probably hold off on that one. There's every chance Turbo scores better than Sivo this week, so yeah. if you want the points. I think Sivo's break-even's in the 40s yeah. as well. So who knows? It's a bit of a race, race to see who drops more money yeah. at the stage. Um, Turbo wasn't at his best on the weekend, but you know, could produce a wow of a game at any at your time mm. I don't mind that trade if you can yeah. afford it but if you're no. more worried about the short term points than the extra 10 or 20 grand you might sure. save then, then do it Brian Toto yeah low in cash cow yeah why not like it uh, John Maloney how many trades should you have roughly at this time of the season uh, more the better more than what I've got yeah more than what probably most <laughs> of us have at this point I've got about a dozen left, I think. Yeah, I will be after this week as well. Yeah, so... Sad times. It it really depends on how close you are to your final team. If you can plan ahead to what you want your best 17 to be and then see how far off you are from that, if you can get to that and still have at least six or seven trades left, then you're doing pretty well. Yeah, I've got 15 heading into this week and I'll definitely be making two more, so... It's getting to that time where he starts to need to pull the, the handbrake a little bit. Alessandro Toloca, is Aiden Tolman to Marty to power sideways and is Mitch Kenny a good cash cow prospect? Uh, bringing to power in is tricky. He's in really good form, scoring mid-50s at the moment, or for the season, I'd say. He got mm. a 66 in the weekend. It's an upgrade. Is it enough of an upgrade? Depends what you think Tolman's going to do from here on in. Yeah, I think that's a, a good enough upgrade to make the trade if you're doing it in one move. 45-point average to 55-point average, mm. about, yeah. Yes, that's, that's good enough. I agree. Uh, Mitch Kenny, yeah, probably lower end cash cow. It looks like he's going to be starting, but with Wade Egan taking a few minutes. So um, averaging yeah. high 30s to low 40s in 50-odd minutes is probably enough to make some coin without being spectacular. Yep. Callan Kelly, is Connor Watson worth a trade-in for Hudson Young? He's still got 75 minutes, even with Bureau on the bench covering Hooker. Is Slade Griffin a concern um, if he oh, could be back before point. Danny Levi? Yeah, that's that's a good point. So Levi's due back, I think, around 18 to 20. Um, Griffin could be a couple of weeks before that. So mm. He's basically been a roughly estimated round 16-ish yeah. return most of the year. Yep, uh, fair point. I, I I'd be pretty concerned about what Watson does after that happens if when either of those two guys come back. Yeah. He's been really good at hooker. I think his best position, unfortunately for him, is bench utility where he covers mm. a lot of backline positions and hooker. So uh, the Knights could be wise to use him there, which would really hurt his minutes you know, in some games. So he seems risky to me. He's not super cheap either. So mm. if you buy him, you want big scores. Seems a gamble. He's had a heap of tackle busts in the last two weeks, including a, a try in that big score, so um, not necessarily sustainable either. 
Uh, Jason Wolchak is looking to get Ryan Madison in this week as he plays around 16, but one more game could see him into the New South Wales side. Are there any other back rowers playing around 16 you'd recommend? Ooh, none that stand out. At the, no. Um, so really. Madison's a kind of 54, 55-point player these days, which is, you know, elite gun kind of level. Uh, most of the guys who do that tend to be origin players. Kenny um, Bromwich is playing around 16. <laughs> there you go. It's Kenny Bromwich is your answer. Let's <laughs> <laughs> stick with that. It probably actually is the answer. <laughs> I was looking at the teams playing around 16, and, yeah, there's... Uh, yeah, Britain Accora is in every team pretty much already, and most of us have him at centre. Um, yeah, Siwa Taukiaho is potentially a buy-round option. I think he's yeah. only available at prop at the moment. I'm not sure, but his scoring no. hasn't been quite on that hasn't level, been great I don't think. In the last few weeks. Um, um, yeah, he's still positioned Siwa, but not necessarily reliable. There you go. Get Jesse. I mean, not Jesse. <laughs> Kenny. 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 Kenny's so, your answer. I'm, I'm still getting the promises mixed up. Um, I keep forgetting that Kenny's the better fantasy player these days. It's weird, isn't it? It is weird. Um, Yorgs writes in any cows in the paddock with and also with Dearden out for five weeks is it time to trade him cows I mean there's nothing left field other than the ones we sort of touched on which yeah, is um, no ultra cheap ones which are the ones you want so guys have mentioned yeah Kenny Toe um, anyone else uh, Jesse Arthurs and yeah. maybe Cade Cust who's not exactly cheap anymore they're the best of them this week um, decent chance that some pop up later around 16 for that origin three there'll be some cheapies who will play at least one game but um yeah no obvious bargains right now rage trader it's a single purpose uh, twitter handle i like it looking for a decent 18th man for the run home thoughts on connor watson and mo fodawaker what are your thoughts on buying someone to be an 18th man Oh, i mean if you're buying someone to be an 18th man you probably want them to at the very least be dual position yeah um, I tend, tend to think of 18th man players as someone you've got in your team already who... You just don't trade them out. You okay. just don't yeah. trade them out, and yeah. they're all right. Um, yeah, I'm not sold on either of those two guys, is the short answer. Fodawaker's in pretty good form. Even then, it's only... A, you know, he had no scores over 50, I think, until the last couple of weeks. Now he's got a three-round average of 51. Yeah. I mean, when people are talking about trading out Tolman, who's averaging 48... The idea of trading someone in who's got a similar kind of average seems mm. a bit weird just to be back up. Probably a, a tier below for those guys, I think. Um, Moses Angatoa writes in best cheapy half and wing fullback leading into round 16. Um, yeah, so Brian Toe, I guess, is the best winger fullback yeah. cheapy. He's a winger, so the scores will be inconsistent, but he's doing pretty well at the moment. Three um, pretty good scores since that seven on debut. Yeah. Um, half. I mean, we mentioned Cade Cust. He's close to 400 now. It's not exactly a cheapie. Um, Hutchison's cheap, but he hasn't really shown like he can score. Well. Kurt Mann covers both of those spots. Yeah. I think he's cheap, but again, I don't know if he's um, guaranteed to get any particularly impressive scores. He's starting again in the halves this week. Was he fullback last he week? He was fullback last week. Uh, yeah, back to 5-8 this week. So mm. potential there, but yeah kind of risky option around 307 though so we're talking about the other guys we we're mentioning were all about 300 grand so mm. not a terrible option yeah uh nrl fantasy writes in gutho and rain out for cust and tommy turbo or whiten um don't hate it don't hate it uh cust is all right as we've mentioned um turbo or whiten it's a funny one whiten's in better form uh 
Trebojevic is an established kind of proper fantasy keeper, yeah. keeper at the back, so I'd probably lean towards him just based on you know history and previous years. Uh, Luke Saunders writes in looking for a decent buy this week under 400k. Looking at Dallin Watani, Zelezniak, Jerome Luai, and Katoni Staggs trading out Dufty and Mitch Rain. Um, I don't really care for those three as buys. Staggs hasn't looked consistent enough. Luai's been bumped back to the bench, and uh, Dallin playing centre for the Dogs is a tough yeah, ask as well. Don't really like it. Go all out for. For you know, proper guns rather than these pretty yeah. good players, I think proper guns and proper cheapies, I think, is the um, the tried yeah. and true. As I say, if you if you get pretty good players in your team, your team will be pretty good, and you'll get smashed by the actually good teams. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good philosophy. Um, Dom Sullivan writes in: Is Reed Marnie a hold or worth an upgrade? I think he's a hold. I think the missed tackles were out of the box. He's been getting a few missed tackles every week and still yeah. racking up. He enough. makes so many tackles, and yeah, he does get a few attacking stats as well. Uh, his average is 49.5, so you know, right on that 50 um, line. Yeah, hold. Uh, Thomas is contemplating trading out Dearden and Roger Tuovasa-Shek for Daly Cherry Evans and Mitch Kenny. Has plenty of cover in the wing fullback position, he says. Yeah, that's the only reason I'd be trading out RTS, I think, is if you've got other options. Um, some people are looking to trade him in. It's yeah. funny this time of the year where you get that some you know, the same player that some people are trading in, some are trading out in the same week. Uh, the other options, DCE is a buy, but probably not yet. I think he's breaking into the like 80s. So. Almost 90 still, yeah. He's yeah, going to okay. be a lot cheaper. So wait a bit for that. Mitch Bearing Kenny. in mind with DCE, he's probably lost goals for the rest of the year. That's he's true. kicking a lot of goals at the start of the year, and now Ruben Garrick's sharpshooting them. I don't think... DCE is going to average what he did at the start of the year at all for the rest of the year. Yeah, so his season average is uh, 60, which is fantastic. But, yeah, what do you get in the weekend? 45-ish, mid-40s. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, exactly mid-40s. 45 and 31 in his game before that when he uh, got hurt. So, yeah, his average will drop a bit, even if it's 56, 54-ish. That's still pretty good, but... Yeah, still overpriced for that. Um, wait a bit on that. If you want to get Kenny, then it's now or never. I yeah, think. definitely agree with that. Uh, John Campbell, who should I get this week out of Cook, McInnes, or Madison playing for overall? And who should I trade first out of Burgess and Young? Burgess, I'm assuming, is Sam. Yeah. Um, well, they're both trades, so, and they're both not playing. So Burgess yeah. costs more. I Doesn't guess trade matter. him first. Doesn't really matter. Um, out of Cook, McInnes, or Madison... I mean, Cook, you want to have at some point. It's mm. just a kind of weird time to get him mid-Origin series. His price, price will drop a bit after that 29. Yeah. So Break-even is 90, I think, this week. Okay, so. yeah. So maybe give it a few weeks and get him for cheap if, yeah. if that would help your team you're spending otherwise. McInnes and Madison are kind of both... They're also keepers, more nice-to-haves than absolutely mm. must-haves. Um, I don't know... I, Pretty much bank on getting Cook at some point. I think you'd be really stuck if you don't have Cook yeah. at some point. So, I mean, if, if you don't have Cook still now at this point, then you surely were just holding off until he got cheaper after Origin, which yeah. is what I was planning on, which and then he started busting out massive scores. Yeah, and but I he is now going to get cheaper for a few weeks after that Exactly. Score, so, so now's the time that you actually have were to, waiting for. Yeah. He'll be a lot cheaper in three in or a four few weeks. weeks. So you have to keep waiting a bit longer. If you can afford to get one of those other two guys and then Cook, then mm. do that. I mean... 
McInnes seems rock solid. Well, they both look rock solid. McInnes won't play Origin, so those two both play round sixteen, um, barring an Origin call up. Yeah, McInnes will only play Origin if Cook gets injured. Madison could force his way in. Um, yeah, so maybe get one of those two guys and then Cook later, but that costs a lot of money and you might not be able to do it. But definitely factor in getting Cook at some point. Yeah, for sure. Um, Lachlan Cox, do I hold or sell Aidan Tolman? Don't see him being in my final 21, so leaning towards selling now and upgrading to elite guns. Also can't decide on final trade. Looking at Ethan Lowe, Jesse Arthurs, Mitch Kenny and Sean O'Sullivan. Um, we've certainly gone into detail on the Tolman <laughs> thing, so hopefully that helped you. Yep. I think he's a trade. Dom's probably happy Maybe. to hold for now. Yeah, hold for now. Uh, the other question, Lowe, Arthurs, Kenny O'Sullivan. Well, I'd be ruling out probably Lowe and O'Sullivan. Same. And then, don't know. I mean, if you've already got a few hookers, you don't necessarily need another one in Kenny, whereas Arthurs covers both wing full back and centre and it's pretty handy, so maybe him. Um, yep, I agree. I think Arthurs is the best of those guys. Um, a few late questions have come in. Rodney writes in, is there any upside in trading in Ethan Lowe, who we were just talking about, um, while Sam Burgess is out? Probably small upside, but not... Um, you'd have to trade him in and out, so that yeah. I mean, Sam Burgess, they've they've timed this surgery, which could rule him out for five weeks, to only miss two or three games with how the schedule is. So, which means Lowe is only going to get two or three starts. So, yeah, it's very short term, and then he goes back to the bench and his scores drop. So, I'd say it's a no. Yep, same. Hogan's ghost writes in: Has Cust been playing well enough to keep his spot with Lachlan Croker and Hodkinson due to return? Uh, shortly thoughts on his job security um, I think I think it's probably his spot to lose now I know there's been some injuries in the halves but I mean for me probably LG was the next mm. you know the, the main guy after DCE and he's now moved ahead of LG who isn't injured so I think it's probably Cust's spot to lose as long as they keep playing okay yeah it probably is but there is some element of risk and I don't know if I was looking at a trade if I'd take that even slight gamble on a player now who could disappear in a few weeks I don't know I mean have you got any thought of trading in Cust yourself no um, not I don't think the job security would be what puts me off it's just the he's already made what 180 grand and he's had quite a few attacking stats in that um, little run and not quite cheap enough not quite good enough to justify the trade necessarily yeah with that slight bit of doubt I guess even if he was guaranteed to hold the spot I probably can't fit him in but I do see the appeal Um, Peter writes in is it worth holding Adam Reynolds I'm playing head to head uh, and don't need the cash so I've subbed Ponger into the halves with um, DCE and playing Lomax as wing fullback I think you could probably hold Reynolds only another what two games out maybe if you've held him so far then yeah why not I mean, like we say, it's sort of always good to miss two or three games at some point during the year, and this is it. So yeah. hopefully once he's back from this little um, transverse process fracture, I believe it is, then he'll uh, hopefully not miss any more through the season. Um, might bring us to the end. I think there's a few more in there, but mostly about guys we've already talked about. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. You got your trade sorted for the weekend? Nope. Nope. You Maybe. can make four trades this week. You can uh, make four trades I'm, this week. I won't be making four. I might not be making any. I actually um, laughed at your suggestion that I could use all four trades and then I made two and I'm thinking about making more. <laughs> Why not? Um, yeah, it's going to be... I've got so many guys. Hudson Young, Tom Dearden, Micah Sivo, 
Um, I think I'm trading out Aiden Tolman this week. You really want to trade out Aiden Tolman? I'm desperate to do it. Yeah, do it and then let him score 70 so I can laugh at you next week. Yeah, well, I mean, it's good news for everyone who isn't selling him because he's pretty much guaranteed a 60-plus if I do. Yep. Um, Anyway, obviously, as always, lots of good fantasy stuff to come. We've got the uh, video weekend preview on Wednesday. The Late Mail Crew podcast drops on Thursday. Lone Scout Q&A Thursday morning. Um, All your late mail and breaking news, obviously, heading into the weekend. And we will be back this time next week to discuss the the next team list. Actually, are we back next week? Rep round? We might have a week off the pod. We'll be back in a fortnight. You'll hear us at some point. (laughs) We'll let you know. And we'll catch you next time. (laughs)